Welcome to an Arkansas AgCast Deep Dive, where we take a closer look at news that impacts you. The Arkansas AgCast is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation. Welcome to the latest episode of the AgCast Deep Dive series. We developed this series as a way to break away from the ag news headlines and take a closer look at a topic that matters to our members. As always, the show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm the host of today's episode, John McMinn, and I'm glad to welcome my colleague, Jake Cartwright, to the show. Welcome, Jake. Thanks, John. It's good to be here. Ah, man, uh, we're happy to have you. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. It, uh, you know, I hold the distinction of being the, the first person to be able to do a deep dive. I, I think Tyler Oxner beat you to that. Did you guys? I think I filmed mine first. You might have aired his first. Maybe. I think you're right. So, well, I'm still probably not the best to do it, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I hold myself as being the first. Well, I mean, it sounds like you're trying to get me to buy you lunch or something, but we'll see. Maybe a third time. <laughs> Maybe a third time. Well, what do you say we get into this deep dive? All right, let's go. All right. So last week, I reported on cattle and beef prices for the Southeast U.S. So I wanted to follow up with you to give us, for you to give us a little bit more information on cat, the cattle industry across the U.S. as of the first of the year, uh, 2024. And so where does the national inventory sit currently? Yeah. We know January is always a fun month because we get to look at our January 1 uh, inventory numbers, which came out uh, January 31st, so last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Looking at those, it wasn't necessarily anything unexpected. Uh, The U.S. all cattle inventory was down 2% uh, to 87 and a hair over a million head. Yeah. The U.S. beef cattle inventory was down 2.5% to 28.2 million head. Uh, important of that is that it's the lowest that the all cattle number, the first one, has been since 1951. Wow. And for the beef cattle number, the lowest since 1961. Yeah, so, that's a lot, kind of the same thing I've been reading. Is our And you think you think that's contributed to the, the two big droughts we've had the last two years? The droughts have played a factor in it. Uh, you know, there's a... Know, what economists refer to as a cattle cycle, kind mm-hmm. of a, a 10-year ebb and flow. Yeah. Uh, and so we're at the point in the cattle cycle where uh, you would expect us to be at the lowest uh, as well. And yeah. so kind of coupling those factors of, you know, you already had market forces driving the herd down, and then you've had two years of, of really kind of some exceptional drought. Yeah. Uh, and your big cattle production areas that's played into it uh, as well as, you know, Uh, You always have to think about the age of the farmer playing into that as well as we always talk about uh, our producers in America are getting Mm -hmm. older and older. Yeah, Uh, There's certainly probably some producers that are – we're already starting to phase out, and this has probably been a big uh, go-ahead for them to take that step and and either hand the operation over or downsize or or get out altogether. Yeah, so that you're talking about the the ebbs and flow of the the market. Where Where do you see the peak of that cycle in the past? So looking back, uh, the peak of this last cycle was in 2019. Uh, in 2019, uh, for the state of Arkansas, uh, we had 935,000 head. Yeah. Uh, so we always – that was for beef cattle, not for all cattle. But we always kind of hold right there in our upper end around, around a million head. That's a, that's a high, right? That's a yeah. high. So in this report that came out January 31st, Arkansas's numbers were down to 847,000 head, which was a 2% drop year over year mm-hmm. uh, from 866 in 23. But that's a 10% difference in uh, five years from 2019 to now. Wow. So what kind of impacts do you think we're going to see from 
this you know decrease in inventory or do you see prices going up or you know etc yeah uh so i think we've kind of already started to see the impacts of this uh when you look at prices over the last year uh we've been up 10 percent uh since november of 22 actually mm-hmm. uh, november of 22 to october of 23 it rose 10 percent. that was kind okay. of the, the front end of this uh the factors pushing that and driving that, you know, it, it comes back to you have to keep in mind that the packers, the processing facilities for these cattle, mm-hmm. they run the most efficiently at 100 percent. Yeah. Uh, it takes the same amount of employees to run that line at 95 percent capacity as it does at 100. Mm-hmm. So it's worth it to them to pay more to be able to run at 100 percent to increase their efficiencies. And in the same way, the feedlots are very similar. Yeah. Uh, if you have a 50,000 head feedlot and you have the employees to run it at that, it doesn't really matter if you have, you know, 46,000 head or 50,000 head, you're going to cost, your costs are the same yeah. uh, for your labor. And so it's worth it to them to pay a little extra to keep themselves full. And that's what we've seen. Uh, and that's what you're going to continue to see through this year is uh, cattle feeders are going to continue to have a hard time keeping their inventory up in their lots yeah. because there's less calves coming off of cow-calf operations, which will boost prices for the the cow-calf people, uh, and then your packers are going to struggle to keep plants full. It's going to create some competition between them, and you're going to see good fed cattle prices as well. And I fully expect it to run through 2024 and probably linger uh, well into 2025, if not a little bit longer. Do you think consumers are going to uh, feel a a, a crunch here? Prices going up for beef cuts on the shelf? Yeah, I do. Um, You know, the last uh, ag cast... Uh, deep dive I was on, we talked about cold storage. Uh, there was some interesting stuff going on with that that kind of delayed some consumer effects mm-hmm. uh, that time around. Yeah, uh, that's not that's not here this time. Uh, I don't think you know there is a, a lag in the system uh, as far as you know if you pay more money for a calf, you know, and then more money for a feeder and more money to process it. It does take time to get to the consumer. Yeah, uh, you know, there's a an eighteen to twenty four month lag kind of in the pricing uh, schedule for beef. And so I, I think consumers will feel it. I think this year they're going to they're gonna feel the prices that were increased from last year. Yeah. And so not only will it be more this year, but it's going to be more next year too. Oh. Uh, looking at, you know, our, our beef prices, yeah. what consumers are facing in the store, um, you know, as I said, we've been up 10% from November of 22 uh, to October of 23. Mm-hmm. That That's for uh, – USDA puts out a metric. It's an average of all uh, fresh beef in retail stores. Yeah. Uh, and so it rose 10% uh, for 12 months consecutively. Uh, it peaked in November of 2023 at $7.94 a pound. And that's the average. That's not what you're paying necessarily for a steak or for hamburger or whatever. That's the average of all cuts put together. Yeah. Uh, after November, we saw it actually tick back down a little bit. Uh, we dropped to $7.84 in December, and that's the most recent data we have. There's about a, a two-month lag on getting that that information. Uh, I think that, that dip back down to seven eighty four, dollars uh, you know, a 10-cent difference is, is pretty significant yeah. on, on your average, but I think that's it's probably likely it will not continue through the year. I think uh, as we're looking at, you know, seasonal beef demand, we usually see a dip around – January, February, uh, as you get into the winter months, not as many people are grilling or yeah. or barbecuing. Uh, you're not having necessarily the you know get-togethers that push it through the end of the year, like Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. And so uh, 
I think that probably as we get into the spring, you're going to see the price tick right back up, and we're going to continue to see all-time high yeah. beef prices. Okay. Um, so what you like you said earlier, uh, you gave a report last year on cold storage numbers. What, what is that looking like now? Yeah, so the, the cold storage, uh, you know, looking at we kind of had a really big market disruptor in COVID, uh, which affected it. You had a huge demand for beef at home as people were cooking for themselves. And then we turned right around out of COVID and we looked at these drought years. Yeah. Uh, in the drought years, uh, and I kind of look at this as, as you, if you take the average of where cold storage is at, mm-hmm. where we're at based on the average. And yeah. we, like I said, we see a, a peak uh, of storage in the winter and a trough in the summer. Yeah. Um, no pun intended. No pun intended, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you look at where we were at over the last couple of years, um, the peaks usually in December and January are about 540 million pounds on a regular mm-hmm. a regular year of what you hit in your peak storage in December and January. Right now, uh, we're setting at 485 million pounds. Okay. So that's a, that's a difference of about 55 million pounds uh, or 10%. Kind of is a little easier to look at as a percentage of that. It's ten percent off of what the peak should be. Uh, you know, talking about the influx of uh, cattle being processed through the drought and stuff, and in our storage and beef production getting to all time highs, uh, we were above that average line, and we usually go above and below in the same year. Uh, we we went above the average in November of twenty twenty one, and we didn't come back off of that until April of twenty twenty three. Uh, so 2023 is the first time that we kind of saw these storage numbers getting realigned, getting kind of back to normal. Uh, we troughed out, once again, pun intended, <laughs> pun intended uh, this time. in August of this last year, of yeah. 2023. And, uh, and that, was, that was typical. That's what you would expect is, yeah. is our supply and our demand kind of match back up. We're getting into peak season of mm-hmm. grilling and consuming. Uh, and then we jumped back above the average again in December for the first time since April, which is typical, but we're not on track for where we should be uh, as far as that, that bank of beef and storage goes yeah. to get us through next year. And you think that's due to these low cattle numbers? I think low cattle numbers played a big part. Yeah. Um, demand's high too, though. Demand has been high. You know, and demand's hard to look at for that because, um, you know, it's kind of a, it's a weird deal that, Supply and demand play with each other, but in the United States and really in the, in the global economy, uh, demand is always going to be almost 100%. Yeah. Uh, you know, demand affects price, but price is affected by supply and supply is affected by d- demand. They're all interlinked, but uh, I think that we've we've seen a large uptick uh, in kind of consumer expenditures on beef. Mm-hmm. I think as you went through COVID, you had a lot of people that, uh, maybe they didn't cook a lot at home or yeah. they were really comfortable cooking one or two cuts and they had to branch out and learn how to do some different stuff. I think that's a trend that you're still seeing. Okay. Uh, people have gone back out. They've, they're have they eating at restaurants obviously now. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and the, the demand is back on the restaurant side, but we're also holding increased demand on the consumer side yeah. for at-home meals. So, Well, I can definitely say I contribute to that 100% demand. I no offense to chicken poultry, but, man, I eat a lot of beef. That's that's an interesting deal. Uh, you know, when you look at kind of the economy as a whole uh, and what beef prices do, uh, it's typical that when you have a downturn in the economy, yeah, uh, it doesn't necessarily affect your consumer demand for beef. Interesting. Uh, you know, I think it's by a lot of consumers, it's viewed as a, a superior product. It's kind of the way that, you know, if you have a big event 
you're going to want to have a steak or, yeah. you know, you have a, a gathering over, you're going to smoke a brisket or, you know, even family dinners, you know, cooking a pot roast or something. Uh, it's somewhere that I think consumers are comfortable still spending that money. Uh, well, you're a little biased, though. You are a livestock. I am. Yeah. I am. <laughs> but I, not I agree. only the livestock, but yeah. beef specifically. I agree with you 100%. But you know what? Uh, what about Arkansas prices? What, uh, what is that looking like for consumer or for um, our producers here in the state, and kind of the inventory specifically to the state? What can our our producers look at? Yeah, look forward to. You know, it's it's been a really a really cool two years to be involved with this mm-hmm. because uh, really cool and really stressful at the same time. Uh, looking back, uh, feeder prices, feeder cattle prices. When I say feeder cattle, I'm talking about you know, a 400 to 700 pound calf. Yeah. That a cow calf producer is going to sell. Uh, feeder cattle prices have done really well since October of 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when they really started to uptick and ride kind of this, this big wave of, you know, kind of leveling back out for inflation, but also accounting for where the cattle herd was going. Uh, since October of 2022, uh, the price for a 500 pound calf in the state of Arkansas has increased 40%. Wow. So in just over just over a year, uh, you're almost fifty percent higher than what we were. Um, you know, I got a lot of calls as we went into this last fall mm-hmm. because it wasn't a continual growth. Uh, yeah, when we got to October, November of 2023, uh, the cattle on feed reports kind of did some unexpected stuff. We had more calves getting placed than than what was expected, and uh, everybody kind of had a little bit of a panic thinking that there was more cattle out there than what we expected. Yeah. Uh, I really attributed that to you had some really seasonally good weather to round mm-hmm. up calves and get them marketed and get them into feedlots. Yeah. That contributed to it. And uh, our cattle and feed numbers have kind of reflected that. They've dipped back dipped back off a little bit since we saw those high calf placements. But, you know, that, that influx of calves in the fall really affected the markets, and we did see a, a pretty good dip in uh, October – November, yeah. kind of late September, where, you know, it, it was very reminiscent, and a lot of producers can look back to uh, this last go-around the cattle cycle, uh, 2014, 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. yeah. where you just saw the prices take off. Yeah. I mean, they, they flew to the top, highest they'd ever been, and all of a sudden the bottom fell out from underneath it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that was what a lot of people feared, was that we were getting back to a point where, you know, we kind of built this bubble, and the bottom was going to come back out of it. Yeah, I certainly believe that's not where we're not where we're at, not what was going on. I think it was just a little bit of a seasonal scare. But uh, saying that, we've seen since October, November, uh, the prices for heavier calves have picked back up. So mm-hmm. you're, you know, I, I keep track of uh, four hundred to nine hundred pound calves in my my spreadsheets. And uh, the prices for your eight to nine hundreds and seven to eight hundreds and your six to seven hundreds, so really six to nine hundred pound calves, they've picked back up now over where we were at in October, yeah. uh, September, August before it dipped off, and yeah. so they're they're back on the climb. Uh, your smaller calves, your you know three to four, four to five, five to six, uh, they're still getting there. Um, they're certainly climbing, but they've they've not surpassed that that average price point of yeah. where they were before the dip. I think that's just reflective of you're getting back into this mindset of your cattle feeders that they've got to have calves to put back in the feedlots. Uh, they're competing for them again. They're willing to pay that price to get these heavier calves that are ready to go. And there's still a bit of work to be done on your smaller calves. And so uh, I think 
as you see the you know it's a it's a trickle down price effect as you see the price for these bigger calves increase you're going to see the price for the smaller calves increase yeah. right along behind them okay well you know i got one more question for you and we you've been here before you know we end with a a uh, a fun question and uh i'm not going to uh, give you any special treatment and not put you uh, to the test here super bowl super bowl we're talking about food Less than, less than a right week now. away, yeah. What are what, what are you what do you look for at a Super Bowl party food wise? Like, what's your favorite item? Oh man, you know this is gonna gonna go contrary to my my position as the mm-hmm. beef guy, but I love pigs in a blanket. <laughs> it's absolutely for some reason my, I was my thinking favorite that or food. egg rolls. I don't know why. <laughs> my my favorite food at a party is pigs in a blanket. Yeah, yeah. You know, my grandma made some amazing. You know, she still does amazing uh, pigs in the blanket. Yeah. What about is it is is the pig in the blanket? Does it have cheese in it too? No. no. Oh. So my grandma made them too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was uh, you know, handmade dough from scratch. Oh, wow. it. Uh phenomenal. But it was always just the the little little sausage and mm-hmm. and the uh the bread around it. Yeah. That's all you need. I well, think I think, you know, cheese kinda kinda waters down and affects it negatively. So. <laughs> You're a purist, aren't you, I'm Jake? A purist. I'm a purist. <laughs> well, Jake, thanks for making the time to join us on the show today. Please feel free to come back. And join us anytime, man. Man, it's great to be here. I always appreciate being invited, and I look forward to coming back. Awesome. Me too. Well, that wraps up the special edition of the Arkansas AgCast. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this deep dive episode. We'll continue to bring on guests to take a closer look at topics important to our members. Remember, you can catch new weekly episodes of the Arkansas AgCast every Thursday, find video episodes on Facebook and YouTube, listen to the audio version where you listen to podcasts, make sure to subscribe and leave us a review when you have a few extra minutes. The Arkansas AgCast is brought to you by Arkansas Farm Bureau, and I'm John McMinn. We'll see you next time.